Brand Over Coffee conversations are with different experts and inspiring individuals. They may be different in what they do, but they all share one thing in common. They all create, develop, and nurture brands. These conversations will highlight not only their expertise, but also their experiences. And I hope these could help answer some of your questions and inspire you to build your own brands and take your businesses to greater heights. My name is Andrea Ferry, founder of the Creative Brand Studio and your host for this podcast. When you're ready, let's talk brand over coffee. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Brand Over Coffee Conversations. Many say what a gift it is to be able to do what you love. So for those who have businesses that are hinged on their passion, then every day should be a breeze, right? Or is it? Today, we will talk about how to transform one's passion into a business, and I am excited to speak to our guest, hear his thoughts and story as he was able to successfully do this. Joining me is Dr. Amadeus Baraan. Deo, as he is fondly called, is the man behind the Grandeur Traveler, one of the pioneers in luxury travel blogging, and he's also the brain behind Sirom Beach House, a new beach resort that is gaining popularity in the Philippines. Hi, Deo. How are you? Hello, my dear Andrea. I'm good. I've been having a very busy week, but I'm happy to do this podcast with you. Thank you so much again for taking the time out to talk to me today. So, okay, Deo, let's start. Why don't you tell us more about yourself, how you're able to successfully juggle being a doctor, a blogger, a social media influencer, and now running your own resort? First and foremost, I am board-certified dermatologist. That's really my, my main profession. I really see patients, sick patients, from pathologic to cosmetic concerns. I, and I'm also the president and somehow the general manager with my brother of Surong Beach House. And I've also been blogging, not really blogging now, but I've been a travel influencer, I would say, for more than a decade already, or almost like 15 years probably. And I think I was able to juggle everything because I love each aspect of my life that involved hospitality, dermatology, and travel. I wanted to kind of see all of this in one place. And when the right opportunity came, I think I'm already there now, but I feel like I will finally merge all my passions next year. This is my dream, to finally see dermatology, hospitality, and traveling all in one. So that's here in Surong Beach House. (laughs) Amazing, amazing. So I remember more than a decade ago when you first fell in love with traveling. We did Europe Mm -hmm. together, remember? Uh, And after, after that, you excitedly told me that you wanted to start blogging. What triggered you to do that? Was there a particular aha moment that made you say, okay, I want to do, or I want to have my own blog? I think I just had so many things to share back then. I didn't focus on traveling at first or even luxury travel at first. It was more like, uh, more about so many things like fashion, about food, anything grand. It was actually called Grandeur Files with a PH, like love for anything grand. So, and then after a while, it felt like I wasn't really focused on anything. So it was all over the place. I wanted to 
it to, to reflect something that would be more about what I love. And it was really about traveling and not just travel, but luxury travel. I did write about uh, backpacking when I was younger, all those stories that all those crazy misadventures that I had in Europe or everywhere around the world. And that kind of started my blog. And eventually it just became Grandeur Traveler. It was all about my love for anything, for anything five-star or boutique. And it's all about endurance. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you are really passionate about traveling, right? That's your biggest passion. It is my life, really. <laughs> it is your life. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot of people, even if they're passionate about certain things, that does not necessarily mean that they'll make a good business out of it, right? Agreed, what yes. What made you decide to create a business out of your passion for travel? Okay. I didn't just wake up one day and, and I said, okay, I'm going to build myself a property, you know, without knowing what was at stake, without knowing... Uh, what was involved, you know, when you build something like this. Like, uh, I really had extensive traveling. I saw what tourism can do for a community and how they do it. It it was the when, why, the how of when you start something like building a property or building a resort. And like I always tell people, you can be passionate about so many things, but it doesn't mean that it can be a proper business, you know, like, you love to sing, but singing doesn't love you back. So mm-hmm. you can really be a singer. You know what I mean? It was kind of like that. Like, did I love this? Of course I did. But it was like, how do I plan this in such a way that it will be a successful business? Mm-hmm. So that was to me that was essential, you know, from, from the branding to the actual building of the property, everything. I had to get it all from experience, from people that I knew who were actually part of this uh, sector. You know, part of this industry. Like I was able to uh, uh, see and read interviews of people who were who had built for themselves from a small empire to a big empire. I was really inspired by those things. And then I said, okay, one day I'm going to do it. But I just had to find the right time. And then I woke up and said, let's just do it. After many years of thinking about it. So here we are with Strong Beach House. So when you finally decided, when you had this aha moment, okay, I think I'm ready. I want to build my dream property, so to speak. What were your considerations? A lot, really a lot. Uh, First, we we had to think of the market. Like, what was the target market? Because where we are in the Seoul, tourism is still not where we want it to be. Back then, at least. We wanted to give something affordable but still luxurious you know and we had to find a balance somehow so that was the number one for us and of course it's all about branding all about how to start a proper business like how do we want people to see our brand Siron beach house from booking to arrival we wanted them to see what Siron was all about and that was part of the whole process, you know, from, from the architecture, from the local materials. It also had to reflect uh, everything about the local culture, culture about the Philippines, you know. So that was quite essential for us when we started. Yeah. Yeah, but of course, Dale, you had no 
intensive business experience, so to speak. You had no firsthand experience of being in the hospitality business. How did you overcome that? Did you have to learn? Did you have to study? What did you do to prepare to be able to equip yourself to run the business? I did have a business before. I, I did have a restaurant business. And I knew I didn't want a restaurant. <laughs> like, <laughs> like sometimes you have to know what you don't want when you start something. And I knew what I wanted for Sirong Beach House. Like I wanted it to be uh, your home in, uh, in the Sol, in Pangasinan. And it was a, a good start for us knowing that. And your question about um, did I learn things? Yes, uh, I really kind of studied everything through my travels. Like I, like when I would be going to Bali or Thailand or or Tulum, like I saw how that if if you actually build something, people will actually come. But it all has to do with having a vision and also kind of having relevance in the community. Like it's not just building something. How do I sustain this kind of tourism, you know? So those were all taken into account. And of course, as you mentioned earlier, I'm also a travel blogger. So I was part of that industry. I was asked to collaborate with so many properties in the Philippines, not just here, but even in Bali, even in Hong Kong, to promote certain properties or hotels. And I knew that if I could do it for them, I could do it for my own property. So why not? You know, let's give it a go. So there was kind of like a, it made me more confident to do it because of that experience. So it, it wasn't just, I didn't just wake up and say, I'm going to be a hotelier, you know? There was thought process, but it was more like, when will I do it? When was the right time to do it? You know? And as you've mentioned, I think it really does help a lot that you are also immersed in the industry as an insider, being a travel influencer yourself. You know, you kind of like know as well the, you know, what, what ticks in the market. Yes. And you are, you are an avid hotel guest. <laughs> you know, you, you travel the world. I am the best hotel guest. <laughs> yes, you travel the world to stay in all these properties. So that really helps to kind of like also know what would work best, right? To attract guests like your, yourself. Yes, for sure. What about challenges, Deo, as a first-time entrepreneur? What were the biggest challenges you faced? I think the biggest uh, challenge that we faced were, especially for hospitality, it's really operations and consistency. You really have to know how to train your staff because we didn't hire like an outside, uh, like a company that trained people. So it was mostly from our experiences. My, my brother, Francis, and I, we, we kind of just knew how, but it felt like those are formal training, but we guided them because we, we've been guests for so many times in so many hotels. So we knew what guests would want when you stay in a property and how those properties treated their guests as well. So with proper guidance, we were able to, it, it took some time, definitely. Like it wasn't like a walk in the park. We, because we really hired people here in in our area, it wasn't like these weren't college graduates. We, we, we wanted to show that even if you don't have a degree, you can be part of this industry as well with proper training. So that was one of the biggest um, 
I would say challenges that we faced at first, like how are we going to start this without formal uh, education about when it comes to hospitality, no formal training, but it all, it kind of felt natural since we love the, the thought of being hoteliers and we knew what to do already here. I, I do remember in our many, many conversations how you always say that branding is so important Yes, in building a, a successful hotel business or resort business. So let me right. ask you, why is it so important? How important is branding? I think branding is probably the most important thing that, that you have to think about when you start a business. Um, it is the one that will kind of define your company, your product, your business. It will set the tone for everything that, you, that you'll build later on. Like the, the backstory of Serum was um, we were having lunch with our dad and we asked him about, uh, to, to give us words in Pangasinan or local dialect here, something that would just kind of stick. And then when he mentioned Serum, which actually means uh, shelter or shade, it just felt right, you know, like it felt like, oh, that could really be it. And it sounded local, but it was also international, you know, like it could be something that, something that we could do when we expand, maybe one day somewhere outside the Philippines, you never know. So that was part of the thought process. Um, when you start a brand, especially with the name, the logos, you are setting yourself apart from all the businesses in the area. How do you make yourself recognizable, you know? from the font to the colors to the way you answer your your calls your messages when guests ask about their booking it's all part of it and you have to plan this properly like i think it is probably the most crucial part of starting a business it's it's not only for big businesses it's also for small businesses every business should um should really prioritize branding it right your business you know so tell us more about the Serom brand. What makes the Serom brand so special? Honestly, it's the owners. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, but but uh, it, uh, I think Serom was just brought about by by a sheer love and passion for hospitality. It's something that's something you can take away, and we really studied everything so well i mean not formally but we knew that it would just work from all our extensive travels like i keep telling people when you build they will come and like every single corner that you see here is yeah everything that we did it was all with love and uh and passion so i think you you see it i think you can't be a hotelier if if you don't have that like you need to have that that's one of the I think it should be your, it should really be your core. Like you love design, you love architecture. That has to be part of it. And of course, you love service because there is no proper resort without service. Service, I think, is the make or break of all properties. And I think that's the magic of Serom because when you, I mean, I have been to the property. When you get to the property, you really feel the love of being at home. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel the passion is what you said, your attention to details, um, everything, every piece in the property, you can feel that the owners really pick that for you, exactly. something like that. 
Exactly, you know? exactly. So this attention to detail, this passion for really making sure that the guest experiences something magical in their during their stay there. The, the people, no, really your guests can really feel that. Yes, your guests yes. can really feel that. And I think that's the that's also what the Serom brand is, right? Really being your home away from home. Yes. Uh, we want our guests to feel that this is really their home in the Seoul Bay. And that's the good shift in tourism now. Big properties are kind of not really losing the magic, but people want to feel like you want more personalized kind of service. Like they really know your name, you know? And you only get that in five-star properties mostly. Like like when you book in a regular hotel, you're just a guest number or something. Like here, we know this is this is fairy, you know? And like you are our VIP guest when you're here with us. Yeah, you're not just a nameless guest. So Dale, for someone who is a fan of all these beautiful properties all over the world, and for someone who understands that beyond these structures, at the end of the day, these are wonderful brands, did this also inspire you to create the Serom brand? What were some of your inspirations? Uh, For sure, like I've stayed in the best properties around the world from Aman, Four Seasons, Oberoi, to small boutique, magical properties in Bali and Tulum. These really kind of inspired me to build my own property. But of course, we, we still wanted to reflect. I think is that, that, that should be, that's how tourism should be. It should really reflect the local community, the culture, the food. And that's what I saw in all these properties. That's why they were so successful because their business model was always about sustainable tourism. Not just about service, but also about materials, furniture, about food, and everything. They source everything from uh, within the region, where they are. And I saw that in Bali, in Tulum. It was just inspiring to see how tourism can really change that, uh, can change people's lives. And we wanted to bring that here. I think it was my trip to Mexico in Tulum Nasi that kind of made it seem like this was really what, what we wanted to do. Like we wanted to build this community. And now we have seen there's a new development here in, in Tambugong. There's one big property that's being developed and we're seeing, you know, slowly we're getting there and we're quite happy to be the pioneers of this kind of tourism here. And they're all also going to be all villas. So yeah. it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. And I think what really makes uh, your property special is that usually you have a lot of these properties that are gunning for, you know, that international feel. While on the other hand, for Serom, you really wanted to create something Filipino, something that would honor the roots, your heritage in Pangasinan. And you can really feel that in the resort because, say, the architecture to the furniture that you have. I think everything is also locally sourced, right? Right. That was quite essential for us to really get properties from local people. Because if something gets destroyed by a typhoon, you, you want it to be easy. You want to get it fast. You want to have it fixed fast. And it, that could only be done if you get it from the local people. Yeah. Okay, so Deo, I know you also have a very strong following on Instagram. Does that also help with Serum? Yes, the, uh, I would say, especially the first few months when we started Serum Beach House, our first guest was even 
one of my followers and she didn't even know that I own this. And it was such a surprise to me and her as well that I am the actual owner of this property. And back then, Serum wasn't, it was still, I would say it was a bit of a mess. <laughs> so so we, we had to explain, we were always giving disclaimers that this wasn't it yet, that this wasn't our vision. For so we were still kind of learning back then. And uh, I would say through blogging, I was able to help promote the property while we built it. And um, most of our guests after that was were, were all my followers or and eventually it just became word of mouth. Back then, five or six years ago, I was helping uh, businesses promote their properties here. So I knew what to do with Serum as well. It, it kind of felt natural for me to promote my own product. So, yeah. And I think as a blogger, as a travel influencer, it's, it's good to have an end product. People have skincare lines, makeup, because you can't be blogging forever. And you have to kind of know how to, in a way, monetize that, that your brand. And Serum is my brand. You know. Yeah. So from your passion to becoming your business, so to speak, right? Right. right. We have also seen Deo, especially because of the pandemic, it has opened the door for so many people to pursue their passion. And for a lot of them, they've also created businesses out of it. In the Philippines, we see that, for example, you know, you have a lot of say home cooks who have been actively cooking and baking during the pandemic and seeing, I guess, it's that there's Yes. And seeing, I guess, that there's a lot of positive feedback um, and also being pushed to generate extra income, then they start selling. But then we see, of course, that those with a strong, let's say, social media following or those who at least know how to do marketing, branding, e-commerce would really have an edge over those who do not. And I think, you know, when you decide to turn your passion into a business, uh, you really need to make an investment, whether it is learning how to market it yourself or pay someone to do it, right? Right, right. That, that, is, that, that is really true. Like, especially here, like I've noticed all the, the, the properties owned by people who are a bit older, they're not doing, I mean, they're doing okay, but they could do better. For you to be part of this industry, you kind of need to innovate. You kind of need to be, you, you need to change, you need to adapt, you know, like tourism now is based on what is Instagrammable, you know, so you kind of have to work your, your, your business around that model as well. What would make people want to take photo of your, of your property, your product? But of course, it also has to translate into um, not, not just the hard product, but also the soft product. It's also service. It's also uh, those little things. I think being a travel influencer, I saw that marketing, uh, that those who have a grasp of social media now are the ones who can become really successful because uh, that is the best way to promote anything these days. Everyone has a cell phone. Everyone, no one watches TV. So if you know how to do proper ads or how to brand your product and how to show it to, to, to the world, and make it enticing, then you'll be successful. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Deo, I also want to ask, what would be your advice to someone who is perhaps thinking of turning his or her passion into a business? Okay, I think the most important 
thing to know, like I said earlier, is you have to study it. it of course, you have to follow your gut, but it has, um, you, you have to know if it's going to work or not after a certain point. Because you can't just suddenly build something and, and expect it to just fly and to, for, for it to become successful just because you're passionate about it. You really have to commit. There's really such a thing as, and not just commitment, but also grit. You know, like when it's going down, you have to know how to bring it back up. And you have to keep on changing, adapting, innovating, if you really want this to work. You're lucky if you're the pioneer. Like, I think we've been lucky here because we are the pioneers. But at one point, you're also going to have competition, which is also good because that kind of, you're not just in your bubble, you know, you're forced to change as well. And that's part of uh, growth in business. Yeah, I think it's, of course, passion is very important, uh, especially when you are a new entrepreneur. You have all these sleepless nights, you have all the problems. So if you're really passionate about your business, then that really helps, right? But I think to turn it into a business is one thing, but to turn it into a successful business is really uh, another story because it really entails a lot of hard work. I mean, you've said it yourself earlier, you had to study everything, not only the market, the category, the industry, you had to immerse yourself create the brand, reach out to your customers. So it's not just like, oh, I'm passionate about it. For sure, it will be a successful business if I turn it into one, right? What about the biggest lesson that you've learned, Deo, as an entrepreneur who turned his passion into a successful business? I would say nothing is ever easy. Like even if people see the end result now of, of our hard work, yeah. It just takes so much commitment, uh, blood, sweat, and tears, you know, literally sometimes. And also, I think the most important thing I've learned is you really have to focus on something. Like I mentioned earlier that I was doing so many things, like I'm a dermatologist, I'm this and that. But at one point, when you're starting a business, you kind of have to give it time. It needs, it's like a baby. It's like your first baby or your second baby. You can't. Uh, you, you need to give it time. You need to focus on it because that's the only way it grows. There's so many things that you'll miss out on if you actually focus on so many things. It needs TLC, you know, because the first year, actually first year and a half, it was mostly uh, like I was traveling back and forth, but there were still so many things that I wanted to do here, but I was able to do them. And only, it was, I want to say a a blessing, but the pandemic, what, 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 what it uh, showed me was that, hey, your business needs you here. For it to really grow, you, you really have to be there. And you have to see how everything is done. From the kitchen, even the pool. I even cleaned the pool at one point here. You have because, to get your hands dirty. Yeah. You kind of have to know how, how each thing or uh, how each aspect of your business works. And mm-hmm. that is essential. Yeah. Okay. For my last question, Deo, we have spoken about the challenges and the sacrifices that starting your own business would entail. What about the joys of being an entrepreneur? What would be the, okay, uh, the, joys. the biggest joys? I think, I think simply living in my resource is <laughs> <already>. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I think that's the biggest reward is for me to be able to live here and enjoy the beach, you know, like, honestly, it was kind of, we felt guilty at one point because we live in this paradise. And, but I said, this just didn't fold our lap. We really worked hard to, to be here, you know? And of course, uh, I think the biggest joy when you're in hospitality is when your guests really message you and say how their weekend was so special because everything was perfect for them. And when they really come back, repeat mm-hmm. guests. Like today, we had a guest who was with us for a few days and now she won't stay for a month. Wow. That's how much they love her property. And um, to me, that's that's it. It's, it's always about seeing the guests happy. And that makes us happy. Mm-hmm. Amazing, Dale. And before we end, I also just want to share my takeaway from this conversation. Starting and running a business is a roller coaster ride with its highs and lows. We have both seen that. So it really helps a lot if your business is hinged on something that you are deeply passionate about. However, this passion should also come with hard work in order to be successful. You have to learn how to run a business, lead your team, create a brand, reach and engage with your customers, make sure your product or your service is only of the best quality, etc. I think it's one thing to turn one's passion into a business. It could be easy, perhaps, but to make it into a successful business, I think it's a totally different story as what we've heard from you today. So on that note, Deo, thank you so much. That was such a wonderful conversation. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, maybe if it was a pleasure. Yes, and maybe if you can just invite everyone, how do they check out Serom? Yes, uh, so if you want to stay with us, uh, you can check our site, serombeachhouse.com, or you can visit our Instagram at serombeachhouse or Facebook, serombeachhouse. Or you can message me, Grand Traveler, on my Facebook or Instagram. I would be happy to help you out. Again, Deo, thank you so much. As always, I am inspired by your story and I'm always rooting for your success. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Stay in the Philippines. Ciao. Ciao. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Please do not forget to share your reviews and help spread the love on social media by tagging hashtag Brand Over Coffee. For questions, comments, and topic suggestions, you may reach me on Instagram at andreaa.ferry. Thank you for listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations.